what can you do? Um, what have you done? What are you doing to engage with Aboriginal businesses and communities? Um, you know, is there, like I've spoken about, a tourism experience? Is there a food experience? Is there an art and craft or an art centre or a cultural centre? You know, you name it. Um, and again, that, 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 that Supply Nation is a great opportunity to get a little bit more familiar with all those businesses. Today on Dirty Linen, we are going to be talking native food, Indigenous culture and all those good things. Our guest today is Dwayne Bannon-Harrison. He runs Miritja Mundja, a culinary enterprise on Ewan country in southern New South Wales. Dwayne uses native ingredients and infuses them with other cuisines to create grazing boxes and run pop-up dinners that connect people with culture. Dwayne, I'm really thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for chatting to us at Dirty Linen. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's great to have you. I would love you to just share a bit of your story. Tell us, uh, yeah, just tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, well, amazing intro. Done a lot of it for me. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously, I'm a I'm a Yuan Narugu Gunai man, predominantly with most of my kinship connection. But I also have connections to Jaja uh, Warung, um, Wachabalik Wariga. Um, that's sort of more central and northern um, Victoria in the new states and territories alignment. Um, but predominantly, yeah, most of my, you know, my kinship and my cultural knowledge stems from the southeastern pocket of uh, the continent of Australia. And I'm assuming you've got some uh, international visitors, uh, you know, or listeners, sorry, um, talk, listening here today. So that's sort of that, yeah, that southeastern pocket. Um, yeah, look, we run Nuritja which means Hungry Blackfish. Uh, that is a partnership between my wife, Amelia, and, and myself. And we've been running now for, wow, I think it's four years. Um, time flies. Obviously, the last two we... We know, uh, you know, won't state the obvious, um, but uh, I think the the most important thing, you know, that um, we really try to do is to create um, spaces, whether that's, uh, you know, our our five-course Indigenous twist food journeys um, that have all got a cultural, um, you know, element, interpretation, um, you know, to it when it comes to, you know, the the cultural essence of what we do uh, and also... Yeah, the food's not too bad either, and we've had some pretty good, um, you know, mentors and people that we, um, uh, as you know, Danny, uh, that, that have helped us along the way. Um, so I think, you know, we do a little bit of stuff here in the Shoalhaven, which we are based, which is, uh, you know, in the Jervis Bay area is where we where we live at a little place called Kalala Bay, which is the sort of more pretty much the northern part of the peninsula here um, in the in the bay that is known as Budari to uh, the local Durga speaking people. Um, you know, we do a little bit of local, um, you know, group functions, and also we do. Um, at times, you know, on, on weekends, we also cater for the, uh, you know, Airbnb and holiday market um, and local market with our grazing boxes as well. Um, we also do a little bit of in-house catering for the umbrella business, which is my main uh, enterprise, and that's um, Nara Nara and Cultural Awareness, where we do, um, you know, two-day uh, Aboriginal cultural immersions on country a little bit further down the coast. So I think I've chewed up enough time on, on that front. 
<laughs> so much going on and I definitely want to um, hear lots more about Naran Naran and all the work you do there. But just back to the food for a bit, like just give us yeah. a bit of an insight into how you interweave these Indigenous elements with other cuisines. Like what are some of the dishes that you do and, and why do you do them? Yeah, it's – um, well, we're very sort of oh, – yeah, I suppose that's just probably me more so, um, but very uh, try to be as precise as we can with the, the term uh, that we use as Indigenous twists. So, you know, we're encouraging all walks of life, whether you're in a, you know, an urban uh, apartment in, you know, Melbourne or Sydney or any capital city or, you know, you're in a, you know, a three-bedroom place, you know, or you've got property, whatever that is, we're, we're trying to encourage people to, you know, grow their own um, native ingredients, but obviously, you know, one one probably better or is is to start using them, you know, in in their food. So, I suppose amongst the whole heap of other things, we're we're just really trying to encourage you know people to use um, natives um, and and to use them more often and and not to be deterred, but also the importance of trying to, you know, understand what, what you're actually using as well. Um, for example, you know, pepperberry and salt bush with salt and pepper ground down um, is amazing. You know, it gives you a little bit of a little bit more diversity and flavor and pretty much I'm flavoring most of my, my proteins with that. It's it's not a not a hidden secret. Um, I'm probably giving it away here now to the listeners, but that's always good because <laughs> we have to give it away to keep it. Um, and we always have also have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, the, this is the, uh, the oldest um, culinary in the world, you know. Uh, First Nations culture, Indigenous culture on the continent they call Australia is the oldest cuisine in the world, hands down. And, um, you know, I think, we often try to sort of keep our meals fairly simple. We're, we're both not chefs by trade. Um, both Amelia and I are home cooks, um, you know, self-taught, and we just so happen to be working with, you know, some of the best in, in the country, which we're very, you know, blessed and grateful um, for those relationships. And those relationships have got a lot deeper than, just, you know, collaborating or meeting some of the, the best chefs in the country and in the best restaurants. Um, so it's been a, a hell of a ride, but we do a little bit of low and slow. Um, Danny, as you know, I, I usually drive a bit of fire smoke through um, through the, uh, the meat, so I really rely on that sort of barbecue low and slow. Um, most of the time, and I, we do a, a baby snapper as well, um, we do... Beef spare ribs, um, you know, a few different variations of chicken. Um, so, yeah, pretty much sort of going into that uh, low and slow Texas sort of style, but obviously putting a, a unique twist on that as well, you know. Um, Davidson Plum and Sarsaparilla through the sauces, all these types of things. Um, and my wife, she does an incredible job, you know, with the vegetables and the sides and obviously the sweets. So, oh, you know, I can cook pancakes, Danny. That's about as far as I go with um, with, with sweets. <laughs> but uh, she she's incredible, you know, very clever at what she does in terms of, you know, the savouries and, you know, obviously sourcing some of the best ingredients you can is also very important. And I know that I'm speaking to a, a lady in a crowd that know all about that and the importance of that. And we try to... Um, you know, to the best of our ability, go local, obviously, as local as possible, but sometimes you have to go a bit more abroad in terms of, you know, different states and territories. But we we also, um, 
you know, have, have you know the luxury of having some some people that are already doing some some amazing work with with you know the indigenous twists in their own way or infusion. So, you know, we've got a local cheese factory here on the south coast that does you know um, firecracker, pepperberry, um, and lemon myrtle cheese and badala cheese. I'll give them a shout out because we've partnered with them for about six years now. They've been incredible um, and and done a, an amazing sort of you know um, you know an amazing job in bring some of these native flavours in and it's quite easy for us to, you know, to, to bounce off the back of that. Um, so they're a big sort of feature in the work that we do as well. Um, what else do we do? Well, you know, I think in terms of, you know, a couple of other things, I haven't been, I haven't had the apron on heaps in the last few months, but um, I've sort of just got it back on as well. But we, you know, we like to, well, I like to um, do different variations as well. I think we all like a pasta dish or seven. Um, and I like to experiment with pasta, obviously being one of my favourite cuisines in Italian. Um, and uh, you can do, a, you know, heaps of different things. Uh, we obviously have done a, a Warrigal Green um, pasta um, and also, you know, I've done a, um, uh, you know, a couple of prawn ones as well with, you know, different types of, you know, salt bush again. And then just off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what else I use in those particular dishes. But, you know, I think you get a bit of a flavour of what we're trying to, you know, achieve there. We're really trying to make it accessible, friendly um, and understand it and bring the presence of native flavours back, you know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it all sounds so good. And I think warrigal greens is a great Indigenous ingredient for people to get started on because you could, if, well, I don't know if I was just lucky. I'm not, I'm a terrible gardener, but I planted some of that and it just went went off. Um, so, yeah, and certainly something that you can toss through pasta or th- put through pestos. It's, um, yeah, a really versatile ingredient. Yeah, and the tomato grows really well with that just as a little footnote as well. So we Ooh, found that the that standard sort of tomato plant will grow really well with with Warrigal Green, you know, so mm, yeah, little heads it. up for the listeners out there. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, Dwayne, I mean, what's been your own journey with, you know, using these kinds of ingredients and thinking about food in this way? You know, obviously, there's been, you know, so much um, dislocation and, and disconnection because of colonialism through with, you know, Aboriginal Australians and their food. Like, what's your journey been like? Did you always think about this stuff as part of, you know, your your culinary landscape or has that been a bit of a journey for you? Well, for me, um Look, I think, you know, we, we've always sort of, you know, we're both wife and I obviously have that passion for cooking, hands down, you know, obviously. And, and it was always something that, um, you know, there, there, there was always an eagerness and an interest to, you know, start that journey. Um, and look, I think, you know, for us, it was really around, I suppose, going back to our, our cultural immersions, you know, we really wanted to give people that taste um, excuse the pun, you know, the taste of everything. Um, and, and we sort of, in the early days, we, you know, with our tours now that, that I've been running for 12 years, um, we probably didn't put as much emphasis on it, if you know what I mean. It obviously grew um, within time, um, as most things do. And then, yeah, obviously being able to, to cook pretty handy. Um, you know, obviously the, the other part around it is, you, you know, we, we really – sort of just for some unknown reason thought, yeah, we better start using 
you know, our natives. So, so to answer your question, yeah, there was always, you know, chucking bits and pieces in and, you know, knowing, especially all the other families and, and the family groups here from the communities that I, I'm connected to. Um, it's obviously like any culture, it's quite natural. Um, but I suppose putting it out there prominently um, is, is something that's, you know, probably just outside of us. It's a bit new too, you know what I mean, for, for, for whatever reason that is. And I think that's just, you know, from a lot of communities being quite humble, you know, um, and of course our, the, the, the way that our history has has evolved. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, more obviously more prominent. It's a, it's a lot more in our life now um, and we uh, – you know, really have doubled down on, you know, every little sort of facet of of what we do to the best of our ability. Um, but obviously, you know, some of the um, people that we should acknowledge, you know, like people like Mark Olive and Clayton Donovan um, that have been around, around, you know, this sort of work, obviously as Indigenous chefs as well. Um, but, you know, they've been doing it for a long time as well. So, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge those those types of people as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, and food is such a powerful way to introduce people to culture and to get people thinking, I suppose, about all the things that connect us us all. Um, tell us a bit more about the Naranaran cultural awareness and the tours that you do. Yeah, look, um, we, like I said before, we were established in 2011 and we yeah, we've gone on a hell of a ride there too. Um, it's, you know, a, a family legacy that's been handed down. Um, and uh, as I think you are aware, my old grandfather, who unfortunately we lost uh, six months ago, um, time flies, you know. He, he was such an instrumental person in, in my life, number one, as my grandfather, but also my teacher and elder um, and, and guide, you know, in bringing these things together. So it was really... You know, for Naranaran, it was to create a vehicle in which we could be as autonomous as possible. You know, we are 100% Aboriginal owned and operated. We're very proud of that. We've, you know, managed to get to the peak body, our peak level, beg your pardon, um, in tourism, which in, in, in that conversion of speak is basically, you know, to be international um, and trade ready to, you know, be able to cater for international markets. Um, and usually on average, just to give that a bit of a time frame, um, in my experience and now helping mentor other Aboriginal businesses do the same thing, that's about a three to five year plan, you know, just to, to get to that stage. So, you know, we've been in and around that. We've, we've navigated, you know, the sort of high level um, and, you know, the most important thing for us is that, you know, we, we try to get whoever we can um, to come on country and, and to learn. And that also ventures into the education, mainly a bit more the tertiary uh, university sort of um, market and also uh, the corporate market as well. We, we do a lot of staff development um, as well in terms of bringing people on country. That's a two-day two immersion, two-night, 40 hours, starts in the evening of day one and, and finishes on day three in the most part. Um, but we also do a bit more extended um, versions of that as well. So, for example, I've got a corporate group at the end of this month and they'll be doing pretty much three full days. I'll start, you know, a little bit earlier and tag on some, you know, different cultural awareness um, components to the work that we do as well. So a um, little bit of wellness. I do a, an Indigenous modality called Waiapa Work, which um, down in Victoria is quite popular with the co-creators, Sarah Jones and Jamie Thomas are good friends of mine and um, we also do a little bit of that as well in the wellness area, um, do a bit of uh, men's men's wellness as well in, in First Nations men's wellness 
Um, yeah, so doing plenty of things, Danny, heaps of things. Um, but yeah, it was really inspired by my old grandfather to to continue, you know, the the tradition and and continue the tours that our family have been doing for about forty odd years now, the closer to fifty years that would be now. So yeah. Wow, gosh, Dwayne, there's so much that you've said, and so much I want to know more about. But firstly, I'm really, I, I'm really sorry about your grandfather passing away. It's, Thank um, you, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah uh, if we, if, yeah, no, it's really, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. to, so, for those tours to go on country, could you just give us a bit more of an insight? What kinds of things would people do with you? Yeah, look, well, we um, we invite the visitor to um, partake in. Basically, you know, they, they, they are a guest and they're part of our mob. You know, it's not really um, an experience that you're performed to as such, you know, or you're, um, you know, there's definitely a cultural interpretation. And so it's, you know, with all due respect to other tourism initiatives, it's not a tourism jaunt, really. It's it's really a, an experience, and that's why we we pretty much took the word tour out of our um, out of our marketing altogether. You know, because it it is more of an experience as such. So we we invite the visitors to partake in ceremony, and some of those ceremonies are seasonal. So, for example, right now we're into May. We're coming into uh, the whale migration, so we'll be singing the whale song, you know. Um, we sometimes get, you know, the traditional dances from my nephews from the community will come in and, and do that um, and, and, you know, obviously perform for the visitors in terms of, you know, bringing the storyline and, and the songs um, to, to, to them. And most of the time those dances are also the stories in which they would learn, you know, um, through that through that uh, experience. So, you know, obviously the food's in there, Danny. Um, you know, we, we jam pack it full of food. Uh, a lot of the Miritamunja, um, you know, meals and products are on offer throughout the, the, the experience as well. Um, we chuck in a few sober beers, which is my good friend Clinton and uh, good friends, Clinton and Lozen and, uh, in, in Queensland. They're doing amazing work with the non-alcoholic beverages that, that we uh, bring in on the experiences um, as well. And I think, look, the day the, the day out is um, two two different um, days out, but they cross over the same song line. So um, our, our home sort of lands are known as the Jiringanj, uh lands, and that's our homelands. And we have the Jiringanj people within the Yuan Nation. So the Yuan Nation has 13 different dialects from up here where I am in the Shoalhaven and the Shoalhaven River right down to uh, the Wallagarra River or down near Genoa, just over the New South Wales and Victorian border on that sort of eastern and southern northern points. And it goes a little bit inland into a little place called Nimitabal, which is um, you know about 25 minutes outside of Cooma. So that's pretty much our, our sort of homelands, but... Um, you you will learn the creation story on one experience in the national park, and that creation story is a, is upon Guliga, which is our, our sacred mother mountain. It's a place for both um, women and men, and there is another place for women um, within that site as well. Um, a few of our family and our communities have been doing some women's experiences as well, but where we take people is both for women and men and learn about our creation story of what and how the creator, you know, created our our chapters, you know, our seven chapters of our of our creation story. Um, so that's a full day out in the national park. If you're, you know, um, you don't have to be mega fit. Um, you got to have a little bit of, you know, um, be able to walk. Uh, it's about an eleven kilometre return walk. 
But the other experience we do is a Jiranganj Dreaming, which is a, more of a tag along, goes to about seven different places, a um, little bit gentler, um, but still a very um, comprehensive knowledge sharing experience as well. So both experiences are uh, obviously you know, practically they're different um, and, and obviously location they're different, but they also have similarities as well. And um, we've been able to bring, you know, our Jiranganj Dreaming, especially uh, the, the driving tour in, in a bit more recent times where our Gulliga, Gulliga experience has been around, you know, as I said, my old pop's been doing that for 40-odd for years. But, um, yeah, we finished the, 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 the second morning with a bit more wellness and um, a bit more food, uh, of course. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of a description on, on what we do. Wow, it all sounds so powerful, Dwayne. I mean, what kinds of, you know, penny drop moments or transformations do you see in the people that come with you on these experiences? Yeah, we've um, we've had one particular family um, from the outset. They've joined us and they've joined us um, seven times, I think, both the husband and the wife in different ways with different people so hopefully that probably spells um a little bit of a you know an idea on the impact um but that that definitely is one one word that comes to mind impactful um you know and and look every individual is is different um you know obviously in in different ways of what they what they sort of, you know, uh, come come to us um, for, and of course, most of that is in in the most part, you know, to learn a bit more about our culture. But I think, you know, what I've been doing lately um, is really sort of, you know, honing in more on the wellness component, and you know, the, the, the obviously the respite or the retreat. Um, you know, it's it's a place to come back to and. And connect, you know. Um, we based our model when we built, you know, built it up on probably a bit more aligning with with um, yoga retreats and mindfulness retreats, that sort of market, um, because we didn't really have um, anything to really gauge in in Indigenous tourism too much. You know, that we're we're only one of only a select few that offer. Um, tailored extended experiences in, in the whole con- on the whole continent, you know. So we're very, you know, very lucky, and we, we do hold down a quite a niche market, you know, in that in that sense. So, you know, look, um, people have have come, like I said, several times, um, you know, for different reasons. And you know, Gulliga, like I say to people on the experience, you know, Gulliga works the magic, um, and that's that's the mother mountain. And and every single time, and and my elders would always say in particular my pop um would say you know he never tires or you know they would never tire of going upon Gulliga because each each time was significantly different in its own right you know so look it it's definitely um you know from a lot of our feedback and if you jump on our website we've still got some testimonials um on there that's naranaboriginalculture.com if you jump on there you'll be able to see a lot of those testimonials and they really speak for themselves as well. Um, but yeah, look, I'm just very privileged and, and humbled and, and grateful that, you know, I'm, I suppose, uh, you know, a lead for now on this, but to continue this for our kids, my kids in particular, and my nieces and nephews and, and my grandkids, you know, um, all, all the, all the ones that are, that are got to come through and, 
and learn this themselves. And, and our family motto coming from my old grandfather was we've got to give it away to keep it. You know, we have to share our culture in order for it to be kept. I'm sure there's there's different, you know, levels of sacredness that we still hold and we do. Um, but, you know, if you know your culture and you know and you've been taught the right way, then you, you know what you can and you can't share. So um, it, it really sort of... Um, you know, it helps obviously my community, you know, generate prosperity and, and meet different people um, and, and myself and through our business. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got to sort of pay homage to, you know, a lot of our UN elders along the south coast of New South Wales in particular because, you know, without them, you know, we wouldn't have these opportunities. Um, and we're very fortunate, you know, um, in all due respects to other areas around the country, you know, where, where colonisations had its, um, you know, severe impact. We were able to to hold a good chunk of our culture, you know, um, down in the southeast of, of, of Australia. And, um, yeah, so it's all those things, Danny, you know, there's a bit more. Um, you might have a, you know, a bit of a competition with Joe Rogan if you keep letting me go like this. <laughs> no, I got a handle on in it. Term, in terms good. of three hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, will we? Will we? You, you managed to pack a lot into every minute. Um, it's so interesting <laughs> what you say about your family motto because the whole time you're speaking, it did really strike me how generous all these experiences are. You know, just to offer this insight into your culture to people who who come along, it's it's so generous. Like it just makes me think of the generosity that I also sense in the Uluru statement from the heart. You know. It's, oh, and yeah. just this idea that you have to, you know, you have to, yeah, share culture for people to, I suppose, engage with it and understand it and then value it in um, not the same way as you're able to, of course, but just in a way that, um, yeah, is respectful and, uh, you know, would flow through to other acts of respect and, and generosity and understanding and appreciation because, yeah, you know, here we all are and there's such a long way to go in terms of, you know, reconcil- reconciliation and everybody been given the best opportunities to thrive but I mean I just cannot just I could not be more blown away by everything that you've told me and everything that you're doing um yeah to be on that pathway it's just really really amazing yeah people need to um people need to feel you know our culture not just obviously learn it from you know a book or the internet and and I think just to take that opportunity really quickly Danny because I know you got other things you want to talk about but I think the the most important thing you know for people there listening is 2022 there's no better time to engage with Aboriginal communities to help you know take steps to you know as, as you say reconciliation but I might jump in there and just sort of say you know that we um, have done reconciliation Australia who were the peak body in the, in that space we've done their cultural service provision for over a decade now um, or roundabouts and um, <clears throat> we um, we get to a point where we work with those guys pretty you know in depth and uh, and we got to a point around reconciliation and, and what does it mean? Well, it means to amend a relationship that was there in the first place. But when we look at Lieutenant, and I must say Lieutenant, um, James Cook and Sir Joseph Banks, um, you know, on April 29th, 1770. So that wasn't January 26, um, 1788, when Governor Philip came in, which most people come to as first contact. Um, it was actually, you know, April 29th in, in 1770 when uh, Sir Joseph, 
Sir Joseph Banks and, and Lieutenant James Cook, you know, entered Gweagle country and fired two muskets over two um, little bush humpies and, and those two spears were left by those warriors because they had to go and retreat. They had their women and children in there, you know. So from that point, you know, what we say is there was never a relationship built by um, you know, Joe and James and um and, you know, they proclaimed Terra Nullius when they sailed way up to the Cape and, and, and James Cook then called it down, you know. So again, I think you know, whether you learnt something there or you're all over it, I'm not sure. Um that's, you know, part of the true sort of history of this country and and we get back to that point, uh, you know, are we reconciling um because of that first mm. contact or are we consiling, you know, and take the RE away. And um there's nothing wrong with consiling. I suppose you're working on it. Um, you know, you have the lie of Terra Nullius. You know, you, you mentioned the Uluru Statement of the Heart. You know, there, there's a lot of, uh, in I term, you know, it's, whether it's, you know, um, taken on or not, I term it inconsistent. I, you know, the history of this country is inconsistent. And, you know, when people... Um, you know, slowly, in which in which you've you know, obviously you're one of those those people that have um, you know done some done some work and looked into it further, or you know, learnt from school or friends or community or whatever that may be. Um, it's a really important message from me to the listeners is, you know, th- there is no better time to go and learn and understand and engage with our community, knowing that, you know, Second Nations. I don't say non-Indigenous. I second Second Nations people are the key um, to help. You know, get it to that to that point of you know um, of of the true balance that we're all you know well not all but you know most are yearning for. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's so well said, and um, yeah, gives me another five hundred things to think about. But um, yeah, it's and even just to to bring in that term Second Nations, I think that is so generous as well, and. Um, yeah, really, yeah, puts things in, the, in their proper place. I really, I love that. Um, yeah, goodness me, I, I, can't, I can't imagine how much I would have to think about if I spent two days with you on country, Dwayne. That has got to be something that I plan. I think um, I had a couple, just to jump in real quick, I had a couple send me amazing reflections. I've got to get back to them actually. Um, you know, they were they were about I think they were about five weeks after they experienced it. So it takes a little while to process. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've got to get back to them actually. And when I see that sort of stuff land and you know, it's it's a good, you know, two or three pages of reflections that they've sent me of their experience. Um yeah, that's that's when it as you know, Danny, you know, in any type of work when you're so passionate um, you know, the monetary value is great. Yeah, I get to earn a living and I love what I do. I'm very, very, very lucky and found that. Um, but when I get that sort of stuff back, that's gold, you know. So, yeah, sorry, I just want to jump in on that. I mean, you said at the start of our conversation, Dwayne, that, you know, one of your aims was to have people using Indigenous, indigenous ingredients uh, in their own cooking uh, and, in you know, perhaps for chefs to do it as well. I mean, yeah. so I think what what's how much cultural knowledge do you think people need to start with like how do you feel about that you know I know there's a conversation around you know is it is it enough to sprinkle salt bush on something like do you need to understand cultural context to be able to use these ingredients in a respectful way you know is it can you just have you know a pepperberry grinder on your kitchen bench and is that is that cultural awareness you know like where do you yeah what's your view on that yeah well look I think um you know for those out there that 
that are listening, and I know that you'll probably get some some questions around this this podcast, Danny. So I'll help I'll help you out along the way. Uh, Supply Nation is is a good starting point, and and why that is is it it helps validate and solidify all the you know Aboriginal owned and partnered businesses that have been through a process to know that you know you know that your money um, you know and your energy is getting you know to to places that that matter you know with all due respect. So I think that sort of covers off what you said a little bit at the start too but from from an educational point of view look i don't mind that you know someone um uses a bit of like i said salt bush and you know pepperberry or whatever whatever they're using they might be you know into some um into some lily pilly or you know whatever they're whatever they're using you know and they're putting it into a cordial and then their friends come over and they have a dinner party or a garden party and then they talk about lily pilly oh what's this you know etc etc you know builds it generates, you know, permeates the conversation, and what it does do, and I speak about this all the time, you know, is you know my cultural awareness, you know, work that I do. It's let's let's neutralise the conversation, you know. I don't like to use the word normalise, but you could use that as well. But neutralise the conversation, make it, you know, you know, make it, you know, rather than an afterthought. And I'll promise you, in my in my inbox, uh, in my emails every week, I get many 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 afterthought um, context emails. If you know what I'm saying. You know that where they're an add-on after the fact. Usually, um, let's let's change that narrative around. You know, let's bring First Nations awareness or food or you know whatever that is. And and I suppose in terms of the the food journeys that we run, Danny. You know, like uh, we and I only said this the other night because we, as you know, we kicked off again the other night, which was great. Um, from from nearly twelve months off, but um, you know that's what I say. That's what I love about. The, the gentle way of, you know, caring and, and you said caring and sharing earlier of educating people around the around the dinner table. Um, as we know, I don't go as forthright all the time and say wars have been, you know, solved um, or, or, or settled around the dinner table, but many have, right? So, and I'm not saying we're at war, but, you know, it's, it's about, you know, the difficult conversation, I suppose, or the, or the thing that, you know, the elephant in the room, whatever, whatever you want to sort of, you know, label it as or describe it as, um, it is a, it's a massive elephant in the room for this country, you know, that we still haven't rectified, as, as I've said before. But in terms of, you know, are people, are people um, showing respect, you know, in terms of utilising native ingredients? Well, again, I suppose it depends on where they're sourcing it from. Um, you know, what are, they, what are they knowing about it? Are they going to research? Will they get a book such as, you know, the amazing work from, from Damien and Rebecca with Wandu, you know? Um, you'll put the links to these these things in there, won't you, Danny? I think, you know, Wandu Cookbook, you know, and, and all the people that are, you know, doing amazing work in educating. And, and I'm a big advocate for that, you know, like, I don't want to sort of, you know, put it out there that this is all my, you know, or, or someone's or, you know, one particular community group. There, there's incredible people doing amazing work in this space um, and you can learn, you know, so much and, and I'll put my hand up straight away, you know, like I'm still learning so much as well. You know, there's one particular elder that, you know, I learned a bit off, um, Uncle Noel Butler, he, he's a Butterwang Yuan man and he talks about the 6,000 different, you know, fruits, proteins, nuts and berries, plants that, you know, we, we, that make and encompass, um, you know, native, native, um, native, you know, cuisine. And I think um, that's a lot, right? Um, so I think, you know, the people that are out there, um, to my point, and it's a little bit about, a little bit, like the why in Mirichamunja. That's why Amelia and I were so, you know, hell-bent on keeping it um, as, um, 
making it seem, I suppose it's easier said than done, making it seem natural, you know, and gentle and, and not too heavy. Um, but yeah, you are generating a really, you know, what can be a really powerful conversation um, by just looking at, you know, how, how we include flavors or foods. Um, and, and again, I think like I've touched on before, um, it, it really is something that has been undersold both from First Nations and Second Nations people, you know. Um, but you're right, I'll just quickly touch on the point around, you know, ethics and, and chefs and people, obviously, I think it's a different conversation from, you know, the, the average home cook you know, that does amazing work at home utilising ingredients and going on a journey. When it comes to people working more commercially, um, I think that's what you were leaning into earlier. Um, yeah, different conversation because, Obviously, you know, there's there's money to be made, there's, you know, presence, there's, you know, all these different little tricky things that go on and, and don't worry, we have it in our own community. We've seen something pop something pop up, you know, locally that was very much in alignment with what we offer and it was, you know, a Second Nations you know, restaurant doing some stuff and, yeah, you know, you, 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 you want to take that for um, to give benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean, and, and sort of to put your ego in check a little bit. Um, and look at that sort of restaurant or those people that are doing, you know, that, that thing or, you know, offering that product. And you want to try and put some positive, you know, energy behind that. But, yeah, there is and there are, as you um, probably are aware, Danny, unfortunately there are some people taking advantage of, of, of that situation a little bit. Um, well, you no, know, some people are doing a bit more than others. But at the same time, you know, you've really got to look at the double-edged sword um, between, um, you know, good ethics, you know, good practice, you know, the the engagement in community, the, the understanding of the cultural aspects, you know, all that suite of, um, you know, knowledge that um, and know-how that goes in behind, you know, putting it on, um, you know, as you're fully aware, uh, putting it into a gastronomic experience, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Um, I will put the link to that beautiful book, Wandu, in the show notes. I can see it on my shelf right now. Um, and, yeah, I think it is so important for people who are using indigenous, indigenous ingredients to look at where they're coming from and to um, support Aboriginal-owned businesses. It is so important. Uh, Dwayne, I know we could talk for hours and I hope we will in the future, but at this point, is there anything else that you want to say as we as we wrap up the podcast? Oh, come on now. I was settling in for a three-hour. Um, anyway, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, no, look, I think, um, yeah, look, just basically sort of semi-rehashing what, what I've said, you know, already. Um, just, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. It's always good to, you know, connect and link. And, and as as you, you're fully aware, Danny, we've connected before through a, through a very good friend of both of ours. Um, and I think, you know, the the most important thing for our, for me to you know elaborate on a bit further would be yeah exactly that point of you know what you know, statement question you know to the listeners what, what what can you do um what have you done what are you doing to engage with Aboriginal businesses and communities um you know is there like I've spoken about a tourism experience is there a food experience is there an art and craft or an art center or a cultural center you know you name it um and again that that, that that supply nation is a great opportunity to get a little bit more familiar with all those businesses um and you know I think you know the more people um you know step forward 
um, and, you know, gently and respectfully and, you know, it might be a Sunday where you're looking for, you know, something to do with, with your loved ones, um, you know, put that put that forward make make that's you know part of your your journey you know of, of understanding and yeah that there's plenty to learn um you know it's only the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg you know what, what i've said to, today um and there are many people that have got you know amazing stories to tell um you know i'm working on a pretty exciting uh, project hopefully next time you have me on danny i can speak a bit more about it um but yeah i'm, I'm working on a, a project at the moment which i'm which i'm really excited about which hopefully will you know encapsulate you know sort of my my vision and theme of you know um really understanding the ancient you know culinary cuisine of, of this country a little bit more and and what i've sort of you know infused in today's conversation of a a really strong cultural foundation um and and what that means when you know a food um when food is is brought to that um camp so to speak so i'm really excited about that that's taken a bit of uh taken on a bit of momentum as well um but yeah look Ooh. i think the yeah it's it's pretty exciting i'm i'm pretty you know chuffed with how it's shaping up at the moment but um i think yeah just lastly um you know just um you know take on those those notes of of what i said today i think um people can you know i think that that's what you sort of touched on earlier danny i think people can make a difference you know and and it's the as we all know the one percenters each and every day that we build up you know, over a hundred days, it becomes a hundred percent, so to speak. You know, so we we're working on those little one percenters and those little opportunities and those little moments. You know, those orders or those you know, um, you know documentaries or whatever whatever we want to watch, or better still, you know, engage with Aboriginal community with through the the vehicles that we've created. Mm. And thanks for having me on. Ah, uh, I bloody love it. Um, I think we can probably name check Ben Shuri, who um, introduced yeah. us and who I know. Go on, you've you done know. it now. Yeah, yeah I've done it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know he respects you he'll, so He'll much. love that. He'll love that. <laughs> well, every now and again Beautiful. we can throw him a little crumb. Um, All right. But, then. no, so, so great to chat to you. Really appreciate uh, your time and your generosity and everything that you've said and, and, yeah, the work that you do. And I can't believe you're just teasing me with a secret project, but I can't wait to find out more about that. Um, yes. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for being with us today. Such a such an honour. All right. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for having me. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.